0: This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City.
1: Hi, this is Pastor Joyce Crankfield, host of the Rosa Sharon Broadcast, asking you to join me every Saturday, at 8 15 a.m. on WCNO that's Rosa Sharon with Pastor Joyce Crankfield Saturday at 8 15 a.m. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support.
0: that number again is 877 853 7816.
2: Good morning. I'm Pastor Ed Day, your host for the Revealing Truth Radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8 32 says, and we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So grab a pen, take some notes, let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Exodus
3: chapter 30, verse 25. And you shall make from these holy, make from these a holy anointing oil, an ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. The King James says, according to the art of the apothecary. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting. Somebody say the tabernacle of meeting. meeting. And And the ark of the testimony. And then he goes through all the furniture, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, the laver and its base. You shall consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be holy, and you shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them, that they may minister to me as priests. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, nor shall you make any other like it, according to its composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy." To you, whoever compounds any like it or whoever puts any of it on an outsider shall be cut off from his people. Somebody say, compounded. Compounded. I mean, understand, this is an art. It's an art. God is an artist. He's not randomly just taking the circumstances of your life and beating you over the head with a book. Do this, don't do this, do this. That's not what he does. God is an artist. You are a work of art. You are one of a kind. You are. There's nobody like you. There'll never be nobody like you. You're the only you there ever will be. God is an artist. You're a work of art. You're a priceless piece of art that God has created. You are beautiful to Him. You are His prize. Come on, somebody. God put effort into making you. Some of us, sometimes, we need to understand that because we get to the place in our life where we just feel like we ain't no good or, or we, we ain't measuring up to what we ought to be or we can do better and we ain't doing good enough. Listen, that is a lie from the pit of hell. You are a work of art. God knew you before He formed you. He made a plan and a purpose for your life before He started compounding your life, before He formed you in the womb of your mother. Oh, come on, somebody needs a shout this morning. Amen? Oh, Jesus. There is an art and a skill of knowing how to compound the situations of our lives and recognize that God is up to something bigger than we could ever imagine, something bigger than what's just in front of us, something, something bigger than what we just see day in and day out, the routines of our life, that God behind the scenes is up to something big in you. Hmm? Jesus. You know, a lot of times when young men and young women they begin to step into the call of God that's on their life. God's wanting to, to build off of their talent or God's wanting to build off of the gifting that He's actually created in them in their, in their physical ability. But a lot of times, you know, younger people come in and they never really become effective leaders until they become more mature. You know, they gotta, they got to go through some stuff. Hmm, Isn't that right? We have, some things, we have some things happen in the younger years of our life, but what we forget is, is that much of what is going on in my life today is really preparing me for what God has prepared for me. See, the stuff that I struggle and the stuff that I, that I live through and the stuff that I have to deal with and, and, and the situations that, that come across my life is really just preparation for what God has prepared for me. Because I mean, there's a destiny for my life and there's a destiny for your life. You're not aimlessly going through life. There's purpose. Hmm. come on somebody God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you we need to understand that this morning otherwise life ain't worth living that's borderline becoming an atheist or a Gnostic God is preparing us constantly every situation of our life is part of the preparation process Spurgeon said this he said if I knew that I only had 25 years of ministry I'd spend 20 years getting ready for it Hmm? Because he recognized that the last five of years of his life, he would have had more impact than the first 20. That's an amazing statement. But we know that's really true in hindsight, because how many know Jesus had 33 and a half years of life, and he took 30 getting ready for it? Hmm? Can you imagine if he had 50 years of life, and he took 46 getting ready for the 50? Come on. Somebody help me, Amen. Some of y'all need to be encouraged today because you're thinking, if this is all there is to my life, if this is all there is to the call of God on my life, if this, all there is is to the ministry that God has for me, then I don't want it. But the truth is, God is just preparing you today for the day of real impact of your life. And the sooner you embrace the circumstances of your life and the people that get on your nerves and the people that talk about you and you refuse to let them get you down and you love them anyway, the sooner you won't have real impact. Mm. Oh, somebody needs to help me more than that. Come on, amen? There's a compounding taking place. There's a compounding taking place. And it's the skill of the perfumer, or the the skill of the apothecary, that, that has the ability to take all the events of your life and blend them together into what God wants you to be. So that when you come to a place of your destiny, you come there with an anointing on your life. And because there's anointing on your life, you can occupy your destiny. You don't just show up, blow out, and blow out. Hmm? I mean, there's a lot of people in ministry today showing up, blowing up, and blowing out. And they go from church to church to church to church with their giftings. Hmm? Oh, Jesus. Hmm. That anointing will enable you to break the yoke. Amen? It'll enable you to impact lives. It will enable you to be used by God to deliver people and set people free. Which is really what we ought to be doing. Hmm? That's why some of the people you prayed for five years ago didn't get healed. And they didn't get delivered. They didn't get set free. And you say, well, what happened? I guess I wasn't anointed. No, 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 no. You were just in a place of being prepared for what God prepared for you. Go ahead and pray again. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep standing. Keep walking. Don't, don't void out God's word to be true. God's word is true. Stand on the word, amen. Build another building. People get mad when I say that. Well, man, pastor, you went through so much hell trying to build this building. Well, that's right. I learned a lot about it. I'm ready to do the next one. It'll be bigger. Oh, <laughs> that's why I say He's crazy. Oh, we're going to build more than one more. Amen. amen. We're going to build a few. Oh, Jesus. This one fertilize the one that's coming. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? Watch this. When Joshua made entrance into the holy promise of God and he began to move in Canaan, the Lord told him this in Joshua chapter 3. He said, Joshua, I want you to watch the ark. And when it moves, I want you to move. Don't go nowhere. You watch the ark. You follow the ark. How many know that one of the things in the church that we really messed up is that we've, we've let some people move when the ark didn't move? Huh? Because we're desperate for help. Hmm? Can, can, I, can, can we be real? Can I be real with you this morning? Is that all right? Some folks are still in the compounding stage of their life. They're still in the compounding of the anointing that's coming together in our life, and we already got the anointing smeared on them that they ain't ready for. Come on, amen? They should have never been smeared on them. They should have never been given that leadership role. They should have never been put in that position because God was still compounding things in their life. All they got is a little bit of myrrh operating and a little bit of cinnamon, but they ain't got the rest of the ingredient. Hmm. Mm. That's why some people, man, they get in leadership and then they become very bitter. Very judgmental. They think they're anointed and nobody else is. Oh, Jesus. He said, watch the ark. Watch the ark. You don't move till the ark moves. But when the ark moves, then set out after the ark. When the ark moves, go after it. How many know that the ark represents the presence of the Lord? That's what when we talk about the presence of the Lord in the New Testament, that's what the ark represented in the Old Testament. It housed the presence of the Lord. We in the body of Christ, we've been ready to release people in the, in the body that shouldn't be released in ministry. We've put people in positions that shouldn't be put in positions because we get desperate for help. And so we have allowed people to do things in ministry, and they haven't been fully prepared to do the thing that they're doing, but because, we're, but because they were passionate, because they were called, because they were eager, because they had some gifts on the inside of them, we got all enthusiastic, and we allowed them to move without the presence of the Lord. I mean, there's a price to pay for that sometimes. I, as a pastor, know that because I've put a lot of people in position that I should have never put people in position for. And you learn. You get more cautious. Come on, amen. If you're a person like that and you get put in a position that's too soon for you, the passion will drain out of the bottom of your feet and you won't have any anointing to sustain you through the call of God on your life and you'll burn up and blow out. Hmm? Amen? Oh, Jesus. You can never occupy the place that you have not been prepared for. Your gift might get you there, your talent might get you there, but you can't occupy it if you haven't been prepared for it. Amen? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line is, is that without him, you can do nothing. Amen? So they said, wherever the ark goes, you go after it. But watch this. He said, when you go, make sure you stay 2,000 cubits from it. Watch where it goes. Stay 2,000 cubits. In other words, don't crowd it. Don't crowd it. Why? Because you've never passed that way before. You're going in uncharted territory. Hmm? You cannot crowd what it is that God is trying to do in your life. Amen? We can't presume that the way God did something before in our lives, He's going to do it that way again. So we put ourselves on autopilot. No, 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 no. It's a new day. Come on, it's a new day. God don't do things the way He did the day before. Come on, God is moving. He's changing in our lives. You've got to be prepared to, to follow the ark, to follow the presence of the Lord. Amen? You have to learn, you have to, learn to say, God, do it your way. Next thing he said was this, not only do you need to wait on the ark, not only do you need to not crowd the ark, but he also said this in verse 5, Joshua, consecrate yourself. Somebody say, consecrate. He said, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you, and by this you shall know that I am with you, because I'm going to do some cool stuff. I'm going to do some miracles. So consecrate yourself. In other words, he said, Joshua, Joshua, you to be set apart. I set apart because I want to do some cool wonders and miracles in your life. And I want the whole world to know that I am the God that created it all. I want the whole world to know that I am your God. So consecrate yourself. I mean, that means to set yourself apart. To be set apart unto the Lord. I made this statement to you last week. I said the anointing is not for us. God doesn't put you through a compounding and put anointing on your life so you can go around and say, I'm anointed get you some bodyguards with business cards that say anointed on them. That's not what he's talking about. God anoints you in your life and the compounding that you go through in your life is not so that you can have a better life just for the sake of being anointed, but God gives you a better life and an anointed life through the, and the fruit of the compounding comes in your life so that you can affect the lives of the people that God puts around you. Anointing's not for you, it's for them. The fruit of the compounding's not for you, it's for them. Come on, amen. Now, the byproduct by, by- of that fruit is that you do have a good life because you're walking in obedience to the Lord. Amen, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is for the other people, amen. Why? Because we have been called to other people. Each and every person in this room today has been called to somebody. You might not be called to everybody, but you're called to somebody. Amen. The anointing in this room this today has been called, called to somebody through us. To change lives, amen? That's why he has to deal with all the issues of our lives, and he has to deal with our stuff, and, and that's why this compounding takes place in our life. It has, the anointing has to come through us in order for it to be holy and sanctified. Hmm? So God's got to work this stuff out of us. But sometimes we're resistant too, you know. God starts compounding. Go not there, God. Not ready for that one next year. Let's work on this issue today. God say, no, 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 we're working on that one. You're like, no, that hurts. <laughs> so why do we need to be anointed? Why do we want to be anointed? Jesus said, I'm anointed to preach the good news, to heal the sick. Come on, amen, to heal the brokenhearted. That's why God anoints us. How many know the anointing is always for purpose? It's for purpose, amen? It's not just so you can glow in the dark and levitate off your bed at night when you sleep. Amen. Y'all know I'm joking, right? Some of y'all looked at me like, oh, he believes in levitation. No, I don't. (laughs) Uh, Better watch myself, amen? You're not anointed so people know how gifted you are. You know, and people walk up and go, oh, you're so anointed. Did I just, the anointing that flows through you, sister. Hmm? Don't tell them that because they'll lose their anointing. Thank you for that. (laughs) Three of y'all got that, amen? <laughs> the anointing is always for purpose, amen? Praise the Lord. You're anointed to do something. The anointing always comes with purpose. It always comes with he said, Joshua, I want you to consecrate yourself. And Moses said it's to be a holy anointing oil. That word holy right there means to be set apart. I mean, that's what holy means, to be set apart. Holiness doesn't mean you wear makeup and your hair's in a bun and you, and you ain't allowed to wear earrings. That's not the kind of holiness it's talking about. It's talking about being set apart to the Lord. That holy means separated and consecrated and and dedicated to the Lord. Amen? So the first thing he says about the oil, and you can write this down if you want, is that the anointing on your life has to be consecrated. It's got to be a consecrated, holy, anointing oil. I think a lot of times in the church we focus on being separated from the things of the world when in reality the Lord is just saying, I want you to be separated unto me. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time going, I can't go here, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. And really God's just saying, no, I want you to be set apart to me. I want you to say, you can walk with me, you can talk with me, you can heal, you can can have joy, you can have peace, you can have love, you can have long-suffering. That's what he's talking about, being set apart. So that you're not walking in the ways of the world, but you're walking set apart unto the Lord. Amen? Because it's not just what I'm separating myself from, it's what I'm dedicating myself to that transforms my life. It's not just saying no that sets me free. It's what I say yes to that brings real freedom. It's what I say yes to that brings the liberty that I need in my life. Amen? So, so it's not that I'm just running up and down the roads parting. What I'm doing is I'm guarding the ability to have the healing power of God flow through my body. When I say, yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, I'll do. I guard the anointing. Come on, amen? Mm. Listen, if all we ever do is talk about separation from, you'll never give purpose to it. You'll never give purpose to it, and then nobody will be able to keep the rules. Nobody will be able to follow the guidelines, and pretty soon, there'll be some form of rebellion taking place in people's lives, and they don't know how they got there. They're just not walking in obedience, amen? Hmm. We've got to have goals rather than just doing stuff. We have to have that purpose in front of us so that we can... That's why Paul said, I reach for the goal. I, I press ahead. I, I go forward, Amen? People have to know you've been called. People got to know you've been chosen. They got to know that you've been anointed of God. And they're going to know that by what you've dedicated yourself to. They're going to know that you have an assignment on your life for this generation. And they're going to know that because you've been consecrated and set apart unto the Lord. You look like Jesus. You don't look like the world. Amen? Oh, Jesus. Watch this. He said, not only is it a holy anointing, but he said this. He said, I want you to anoint and then he goes through every piece of furniture that's in the tabernacle. In other words, he's given us a picture that the anointing must permeate every area of our life. Every area of our life. Not only in the inner holy holies, not only in my sanctuary, but even in the outer court. No, 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 no. y'all missed that. Every area of our life. Every area of our life. It's not enough for you to anoint your spirit and then think you can live in a carnal house. Amen? He said this anointing is holy. In other words, it's been set apart and dedicated to something and it permeates every dimension, every area of your life. Amen? That's why if you're going to operate in this anointing, you can't expect the, to be holy at the altar when you worship it on Sunday and then carnal when you get home to your wife. Hmm? Every area. Every area has got to be anointed. Amen? He said it's consecrated, it's set apart, it's a holy anointing oil. Watch this, he said, I want you to anoint the furniture, and when you anoint it, you make the furniture holy. How about that? You put the anointing on it, and then it's holy. He said, (laughs) let me try that again. I want you to anoint the furniture, and when you anoint it, it becomes holy. You see, there's a transference of the anointing that's taking place, amen? Amen. How many understand the anointing on your life didn't get there because of what you did or what you went through? It didn't get there because of what you did. You became holy because God declares you to be holy after He's done compounding you. Mm. He transfers the anointing to your life and He declares that you've been sanctified. Amen? So that when we have this set-apartness, when, when we have this consecration before the Lord, He declares it on our life that we are anointed of God. It has an influential capacity. The anointing. It has influence. Amen? So, so that whatever you touch has the potential of being influenced by the anointing and the consecration of your life. Oh, Jesus. That literally means you can change the environment that you live in. Hmm? Come on, some of y'all know what I'm talking about this morning. That's why a sanctified wife can pray for an unsaved husband, and because he's unsaved, her anointing will transfer to him, and guess what? God sees him as anointed. You know what the Bible says? He said, what you touch. I mean, wives, you can pray your husbands into the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Hmm? He said, what you touch, I will declare that anointing will be on that thing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why when when God really flows through our lives and and He allows things to to happen to us, we recognize that it's not us doing it, but it's really God doing it. Amen? Come on. Real anointing should never produce arrogance. You don't need an entourage if you're anointed. You don't need somebody to carry your briefcase. Unless you've got arthritis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's why you can always spot the, the, the I wanna bees. The I wanna bees. I hope everyone thinks I'm anointed. These are the same people that, that, that act arrogant and you can't teach them anything because they already know it all. And you can't touch them and you can't get around them. They got it all together. See, you never tell the greatness of a man by how he treats people that are in authority over him, you tell the greatness of a man by how he treats people that are under his authority.
2: Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bumgardner. I hope you tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m., right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or make a love gift, you can call 772 461 Eight five five five. For more exciting information on our church, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. I'm your host Ed Day, and I'll see you next time on the Revealing Truth.
0: Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Taking care of business. Taking care of business.
2: The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting
0: support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. That number again is 877-853-7816.
2: Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International.